You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Jay from the hills of Texas. And with me tonight is my good buddy. And this is AK Mike in Texas. All right. Well, that intro sounded a little different. I think we're missing something. Oh, that's right. Tonight, unfortunately, Arizona Mike can't be with us. He's uh, having uh, pre-Turkey Day festivities with his family, so he couldn't be with us tonight. That's too bad. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, we got a mystery guest coming in later on. So we do. We'll, we'll have our little threesome still. So it'll be pretty. But I good. like Mike. Oh, well, I kind of like him too. But you okay, know, well, sometimes uh, you know, family things come up, and he couldn't get out of it. So he had a uh, what do they call it? An obligation? Yes, a legal obligation. A legal obligation. <laughs> that's what our lawyers. Think, that's what I our th- lawyers told me. He had to do it. I think. I think family first is a lot like safety first. <laughs> safety i've never lost a finger so you know i'm good and that's because you hang out with family that's good exactly so buddy you've been up to some things um unfortunately uh, speaking of family i couldn't go with you to an event but and so you so you kind of went it alone why don't you tell the folks what, what you had the uh the good fortune to uh to happen happen upon or 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 get to enjoy i guess is a better word to say it. so so this was my first uh flight fest i've never been to flight fest i've wanted to go for quite a while um went down to rockdale texas rockdale sounds like something from the flintstones it, it was in the country that's for sure uh, <laughs> it was in the country but that you know they had gas cars and stuff it's you know there are no dinosaurs or anything like that oh, okay okay it's all that's good. good um and that I know that probably dates me a little bit. So it was a really good time. The weather wasn't exactly cooperating. You know, I got a chance to, I ran into Josh Bixler and, you know, hopefully we'll get to interview him at some point in the future. Nice. But I ran into him. We we had a little chat and he's a really great guy and I really liked him. Uh, and we talked about the weather a little bit and one of the things he said, which makes so much sense. He goes, well, you know, what happens is we come to these things and the weather's great and there's no wind or whatever. So everybody's flying. But when the weather is isn't fantastic well then there's a lot of building that goes on and yeah, that's, so that's kind exactly of true for what happened you know at any time like here you know for us as we discovered during the summer it's so hot you can't fly which still we're trying to wrap our heads around because in you know alaska where we both came from winter was the time to build and summer all you did was fly uh-huh. so yeah well i've had the chance to build a little this winter in texas because it has been decidedly rainy and uh, windy at times so that you couldn't really get out to fly as much as I'd like. Um, but at the same time, there are way more opportunities to fly in the winter here than there ever were yeah, I know. in Alaska. Even even the cold days, I'm making air quotes, uh, our, our viewers can't you know see that, but the cold days here in Texas would be a balmy day up in Alaska. Um, we went from Thursday to... Um, Sunday morning, I guess we left on Sunday morning. It was good. We had, we got a chance to night fly, which was fun. Um, I have, haven't done that in a while since the E-Fest in, in Arizona. That was a good time. And there was a lot of good flying there. I, although I have to say the Arizona one had that cool helicopter. 
Oh, with all the LEDs on it. Yeah, that was kind of neat. I didn't see anything like that in Rockdale, but uh, it doesn't mean there wasn't one. I just didn't see it. The flight line is so long. I mean, there must be... They had like two of those big circus tents, and that was just like one-tenth of the flight line. Wow. So, I mean, it's a really long... It was a really long flight line, and you got to meet a lot of great people, which always happens at these kinds of events. And, of course... People flying all kinds of crazy foamies. Uh, one guy put together a um, a warplane, and I asked him. He, it was strictly um, foam, and I asked him how long it took to take to put together. And he said, "Oh, only about fifteen hours." I was like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, it was fifteen hours." I was like, "Wow, dude, this thing is awesome." And I don't I don't remember which plane it was. I'm sure there's some YouTube videos out there that people can go look for to find it. But it was a really nice, nicely done plane. Fl- flew the first time out, and it was hella windy too. And the guy still flew it, and it was impressive on all kinds of fronts. Um, you know, from the from the sense that he put it together, and it was scratch built. Like he didn't have a plan. He built it. Uh, he did build a smaller one. He just scaled it up. But he didn't have a plan or anything to build from. It was it was a great plane. Uh, I wish I had his name and and some of that data. I did. I just didn't pick up on it, but. Um, it was pretty neat. And then, of course, for me, I really like combat flying. And so there was a ton of that. Um, and they had it down to end where the circus tents were. And, you know, that's because ba- that's basically, you know, show central. They'd have, I don't know, 15, 20 planes in the air. Uh, and the announcer would pick like a random big plane. You know, they had like two or three big planes that were flying around. And then he would say, okay, whoever can crash this plane. And he'd pick out a plane in the sky. And Lane's planes had a few planes uh, in the air a couple times uh, during those combats. And he's, he'd pick on Lane's plane, and he said, anybody who can crash Lane's plane wins. And one time a dude actually landed his plane on the bigger plane and rode around for a little while and got dumped <laughs> off later. That's kind of And that cool. was kind of cool. Yeah. And so there was a lot of fun there. I went and played in, the, in the, one of them, too, and I did terrible. It was awful. Why? Uh, my because, uh, well, one, it was really, really windy. Really, really windy. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say uh, one. It, it's not like you've never flown in the wind before. I've, I remember quite a few well, days we flew together. It was together really, wind. really windy, Jay. More, oh. It was very windy. It was in a 20-mile-an-hour range. We've flown in that kind of wind before, but it was, it was really windy and gusty. The other problem was that there was a ton of people on a flight line, and that's something I'd never really experienced before. And people were just like, walk, wait, wait, wait. People were just like walking out. I was going to say, just real quick, to compare it to, like, the Arizona Festival and this, you know, the Arizona Festival, you know, would have, like, eight people flying. And you just said it was, like, a quarter-mile-long flight line. So that in itself sounds kind of crazy. And and I do remember something from one of the uh, – I think we were looking at the website together, and it kept saying combat flying, but it didn't say, like, when it was. It just said, be prepared for – I think combat flying and like some, another thing, another, I, I think quote in there was something like, don't bring your f- favorite planes or something like that. Yeah. I think um, the combat flying that happened was actually in a restricted space. Like there was, it was as big as the two circus tents. Right. And so it, that was a small area, but you still had 30 or 40 people flying. And the problem is that people would throw their plane and it would crash and they would just go walk out on the flight line. And I was uncomfortable flying my wing with people just walking out in front of me like that. I mean, they knew they were putting themselves at risk doing that, but at the same time, I didn't feel comfortable tossing it in the air while they were underneath. It was a couple times where I was about to throw it, and that somebody walked out in front of me. I was like, holy crap, that would have hit them right in the head. 
but but at the same time, people were still being safe, you know. So it's like it was just a lot of a lot of um, chaos, a lot of stuff going on at once. Yeah, chaos, a lot of stuff going on at once. And so I threw mine up in the air, and the wind was blowing, and I just I ended up having to dirt it because it was going to hit somebody, and I ended up dirting it, and it, it just cracked it right in half. So it was I was out. For and that, that was the tough one. Right? Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think it had taken a couple of hard hits before, and I think it was it was just ready to crack, and it finally <laughs> did. Um, also, my version of it doesn't have a lot of um, because they made the bay bigger. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of foam toward the, le- the leading edge and the tip, so if you hit it just right, it will crack along the wing line. Yeah. Oh, it actually yeah, snapped. I can see that. It actually snapped the carbon too. So I mean, it hit, it hit pretty hard, because again, I was going full throttle, and someone walked out in front of me, so so I had to kill it and dump it um, as fast as I could, and it just ended up breaking it. So anyway, it doesn't matter because it was a, such a great time watching people flying crash into each other it was a great thing i think they even had a fire which they put out really quickly i mean it was the safety that was going on there was awesome they did a great job making sure that people stay safe i think some people made bad choices but it was few and far between really when when you get right down to it now another like i guess difference between like the arizona festival and the flight fest everybody brings the latest and greatest motion rc aircraft at the flight fest but here it it mainly was our love our sort of the hobby which is you know blue core or foam foam sheet stuff is the right. main emphasis at the flight fest right yeah that's right um you know they they sell their planes there as well as people are making their you know their own contraptions uh out of different stuff but mostly it was uh planes that flight fest sold uh on the flight line you know people flying those different planes and there was a couple of favorites it seemed like that were out there and that was kind of neat we made a T1 trainer, uh, which is not oh, part of the flight plane. fest. Yeah, it's one that I'd made in Alaska, and I really liked it as a as a first foam build. And so we made one of those, but we didn't get we haven't gotten to fly it yet because it's been too windy to fly it. Oh, um, we just wanted to make sure that there was you know wasn't get blown over them in the wind. And if I was flying it, I probably I might have tried it myself, but at the same time. Uh, even I didn't feel like I could fly that in the wind because it's the T1 trainer. It doesn't really have a lot of boost. <laughs> so that's waiting to waiting for a good day. We haven't even had a good day since we've been back uh, to fly it. So um, you know, we've flown other planes, but just not that one because we really want to wait for that to, oh, that's too to bad. have a, a reasonable day to, to test it. You know, these are all home built and stuff. What plane kind of stuck in your mind as something different or unusual that you saw there? There must have been a couple. Um, I took a picture of one. I can't remember the name of it right now. I should have looked that up before we started talking. But uh, there was one kind of a it looked like a North Star or type another of Polaris. plane. But yeah, it looked like a Polaris, but it had a, a different kind of tail on it. I think it had like a V tail on it. it oh, was, instead of a T it was, tail, it had a V tail. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Um, again, I don't remember the name of it. So, but that was really the only plane that I saw that kind of stuck in my head uh, as one that was like, wow, this is really cool. Well, what about giant planes? I, I know at some of the other festival, E-Fests, the things that were pretty remarkable is somebody who makes like a giant-sized, you know, like you said, a T1 trainer, but, it, you know, they're using like plywood size, you know, pieces of well, foam. Well, the giant, the giant-sized plane that I saw was a, one that was more like a paper airplane, and it was a Lane's Planes made it. Oh, really? And, yeah. Um, I found the name of that plane. It was... E K R A N O P L A N, Cranel Plan. Okay. <laughs> but basically, it basically it looked like a it looks like a North Star with a V tail. Oh, all right. Yeah. So the the one that was kind of there was another bigger one, but I don't know what it 
I couldn't tell you what it looked like. Like, I don't remember that. It didn't stick out. Like, in sec- the, the paper airplane one did for me. Just right. because that, to me, is the epitome of uh, of uh, paintball slash combat flying slash whatever oh, you want. Yeah, no, you if go. you want to make a target, that's a beautiful plane to make a target because... Uh, because you can alpha, you can alpha fly that thing, you know, and it's uh, the one that Lane's planes made. They made it out of that two-inch pink foam. Oh, really? So this was a, it was a monster plane. It was monster. It was at least six to eight feet in length, um, <laughs> and it was huge. Oh man, I, I don't I know like all that. I don't think I didn't get any of the stats of it, but it was huge. It was good. Oh, there was one that was a, a bus, like someone made put wings on a bus. And again, I think if you if you went on. Uh, um, their site or going on YouTube and look for it, you find a lot of great stuff because there's stuff that we didn't even see. I mean, well, yeah, I guess so. If the, if the flight line's a quarter, you know, quarter or half a mile long, you know, if you're at one end, you can't, you can't see what's at the other. Right. And, and, uh, there were two flight lines too. Oh, two flight lines, two flight lines. Yeah. Dang. Uh, one, one, they say they, they originally said they weren't going to do power, uh, planes, but then, I guess it worked out that they did. I, I don't exactly know what happened. And the other flight line basically was where the power planes were flying. So oh, if you okay. had a gasser, you could fly it into the other site. And I don't know if that'll be different for next year, because I think this is our first time in Rockdale. So I think and, this is our And first I think, wasn't flight. the Rockdale, I think they were supposed to have a show earlier, right, or something. Or something happened, and they, what do you mean? that's why they moved it back to the fall, right? No, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Okay, I could have sworn they, they they were supposed to have they were supposed to have something in the summer, and it 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 failed, and then they moved it to Rockdale, and you know because we have better weather, you, you could be you know, right in the winter, and that's why they ended up having it. Yeah, I think I think right. that's what happened. I, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, I've been tracking that. Um, I did the other thing that uh, Josh told us, um, which I probably could get more information once we interview him is, he talked about their new uh, flying facility that they they bought. A golf course or part of a golf course or something i don't know all the details i, I didn't understand it at first so I, i'd really like to ask him some more questions oh, okay. about it but, in what state but they've opened uh i believe ohio oh up in ohio okay which which is where they are i well, believe yeah 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 well that's great so again i don't i don't know all the details uh that, again that's online too somewhere um i had been tracking any of that but it, for me it was just a first time to go to flight fest and so i just went i'm, I'm not you're really a, a I didn't go to school as a reporter, so I don't really do, do <laughs> all the things tell, right. Nobody can tell, Mike. It's, it's like yeah. I'm talking from somebody from CNN, right? As you, yeah, as you exactly. Speak. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think one of the bummer things, which has nothing to do with Flight Fest, was the area didn't really have good cell service. Oh, really? Yeah, so like there were a bunch of times where we couldn't even connect with anybody. Oh, so, that's true. Because I was, bu- you know, I was bugging you for pictures or to send me some, you know, something yeah, else going on, uh, and then I'd get it. Yeah, dump, I couldn't I really do anything. Get back to the hotel or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And even at the hotel, uh, you get outside of the hotel, great service. You get into the hotel, nothing. And so it was, <laughs> and like there was like one spot in the hotel, you just had to stand in the middle of the reception area, and it was like one spot. If you moved anywhere three feet left or three feet right, no service. It was terrible from that perspective but you know at the end we were there to fly and have fun so i guess that's probably you know it, not that big of a deal but it was just it was one kind of thing that was sort of irritating because i couldn't send as many pictures or do as much conversation i would have liked to have done while we were there so well cool so uh if, uh, if they have another one next year you you you're definitely going to try to to make that one oh i i definitely would go okay there's no question about it it, it was well worth going 
I, I would love to have better weather. It rained a bunch before we got there, and then rained yeah, one night I while we that were there. Too. Yeah, but um, and and it was kind of muddy and stuff. But that really didn't damp dampen. <laughs> pun. Uh, that didn't dampen many people's spirit or abilities. I mean, people were just out there flying, having a good time. Okay. It well, really since was, since really uh, when time. I go with you, I will be a new person going. So, what would you recommend as a new person to when you show up? Should I bring my once again my Motion RC A10 with me, or or should I just bring my hot glue gun? Well, if you need what? a runway, if you need a runway, that's not going to work, right? But if you can fly from grass, then it's great because there's grass all over the place. I think what I got out of that wasn't really about your planes that you should bring or not bring, because whatever you do, bring enough stuff to repair and make planes. That's what you you know. If you want to fly and only fly, then bring planes that you're, you know, that you can repair while you're there. But if you want to make planes too, because I think that's a good part of the fun. I mean, I, I did both, um, and the plane building was fun too. Do that. But I think the biggest thing I got of that was I would probably would prefer to have an RV there. Gotcha. That, that and, I, I would prefer. And you to, and I had talked a little bit about that, but you know, maybe we make that work next year. Yeah, and part of there are a couple of reasons for that. One is, is it, you know, town's twenty minutes away. Oh, was it okay? So, if, so if you needed to get to the hotel, it's twenty minutes away. Now that's not that very far when you when you think yeah, of it. Yeah, but still, but the, it, like at the if you uh, want to go get lunch at, in or Arizona, whatever, that sure was convenient to walk right. out of the trailer, go fly for five right. minutes, come back in, you know, scratch your butt, maybe lie back down, take a nap, get back up, you know, go back out and fly or see what was or, going on. Or eat a sandwich or whatever yeah. out of the wind or whatever, right? Now, they had um, some pretty good food there too, uh, some food uh, vendors. But at the same time, sometimes you just want a can of soup or something. Right. And, you know, they're serving barbecue or whatever, and that's fine. It's good food, don't get me wrong. But sometimes you don't feel like that. And so having an RV or some some camping thing would be better i thought and so i would i would prefer to have had a, an rv or something with me so i could stick around there and 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 build and fly and build and fly and build and fly gotcha all right yeah, so well anything else you want to note about the, your fun time out there other than i'd, I'd recommend it uh, no, not really. Well, I mean, I, do you have any other well, questions no, about dude, it? Like, in I, fact, I, I was going to say, my, uh, I, I see my the, the red lights over there flashing, which is telling me that the uh, the RC hotline that we have is, is buzzing. And uh, I think our guest, our mystery guest is on there. Okay. Why don't we uh, take a short little thing, and I'll, I'll bring up the line on, the, on our RC hotline and, and get him on. Sounds like a plan. All right, boys and girls, I'm sitting here listening to my uh, to the interwebs, and lo and behold, I have with us today Mr. Doug Leroy. Doug, thanks for connecting up with us. Yeah, glad for the reach out. Thanks, thanks for having me on the show tonight. Yeah, no problem. You're actually doing us a favor. You know, it always helps to have uh, three people talking about stuff, so we really appreciate you putting some input here. And for you folks that don't know, Doug uh, is one of the co-conspirators put it, who put together the Holly Springs Skyhawks. Uh, I wanted to ask you, too, are the Skyhawks, uh, the whole Skyhawk theme, was that from that 1960, 1970s show, kids show? You know, I don't know which one you're referencing. I wish I could say it had that link, but it, it really, uh, can I tell a story of what the link is? Well, so, I wish we had time, but of course you can tell a story. <laughs> That's what we need you to come on here and tell stories, not no, like, keep was, secrets. Uh, 
the we wanted Hawk in the name because the local high school, Holly Springs High School, is the Golden Hawks. So, ah, oh, okay. The really cool thing is where we fly. There are hawks that are that are flying with us almost every time we're out there at our field. So it's kind of cool. Um, but at any rate, no. So what show is this that you're referring to? Oh well, I, I guess in the nineteen. Uh... Uh, late 1960s, early 1970s, there was a show called the Skyhawks. And oh. it was something like, uh, had like three or four main characters, you know, like, you know, Mr. Bill, uh, Grandpa, somebody, and uh, and Cindy, I, I think. And they would fly around, <laughs> you know, having adventures, saving people, saving the day. And that's what I, and that's what I thought maybe, you know, that's what it was from. So I was thinking I should announce you like Holly Springs, Skyhawks, you know, and then maybe. Oh, I the like thing. that though. I think that's good. I'm going to check this out. I bet these are on YouTube. So I'm going to check them out. They are on YouTube. So, <laughs> well, you know, Jay, uh, I just want to say that I'm not old enough to know about that right. show. So I don't, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Last time I, really. I looked, you were able to get a discount at Denny's last time we were there. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Doug, okay. uh, what's been going on since the last time we talked to you? Well, let's see. My oldest got married. So that's why Ooh. I was kind of out of RC for about a, a month, you know, kind of had to turn it off to, to finish, finish that celebration. There you go. There you go. So, so yeah, congratulations. So married off and, uh, um, they're, they're living not too far away from us. So that's good. So, you know, we see her and, and the new, uh, son-in-law. Nice. So. Well, better than living in the house. So yeah. <laughs> right. right. They're on their own. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, anything else going on with the club? Well, we're, um, we've got a, a few things we're working on to hopefully, uh, surprise and delight the members at our membership meeting. that's going to be in December. So, uh, I don't want to say too much on this cause I know some of the, uh, my club members do listen to this podcast and I don't want to give away the surprise, but uh, I think it'll be some good news for the club members. Nice. And I'll share with you guys once it's, uh, once we had our meeting, but our meeting is going to be on December 12th. So we're about, I guess a few weeks away from that, that meeting. Okay. Yeah. No problem with that. Uh, hey, so uh, Mike, um, how was, uh, well, I, Turkey day, I guess I was, it was good. We had a good time. Yeah. You know, I, I got a food induced coma like I should. And, uh, Took a nap, you know, ate food, took a nap, <laughs> gave thanks. It's, it's, it's what I do. It's what I, I do. I followed that model. It was really good. And Doug, you, uh, Thanksgiving good for you? Uh, how, what kind of turkey did you have? It was good. Uh, well, we usually brine our turkey, if that's what you mean, how it's prepared. So that's right. So that came out pretty well, um, pretty well. Um, we had a few relatives in, a sister and brother-in-law and his family. And then uh, my uh, nephew, he, he flies quads. So we, uh, nice. with our club, we had a little, uh, black fly day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, so when we all met up, it was, it was great weather on Friday, Saturday, terrible. Uh, yesterday was bad, bad weather, but, uh, Friday was great. So we had a full afternoon of flying. My nephew got to fly his quad, a couple of club members out there. He got stick time on some different types of aircraft. Even my brother-in-law who's never touched an RC model was in the air and I've got pictures of him uh, getting instruction from our, one of our instructors. So, um, anyway, yeah, it was good. It was a good time with the family. Hey Doug, um, I think we're going to steal that, uh, uh, and try to promote for next year. Um, at the beginning of, October, or being around October timeframe, uh, about black fly day. That way, um, we can, you know, promote the RC hobby, not have to go and, 
be wrestling with everybody else in the stores and, you know, actually have fun on that day. That's a really good idea. Yeah. And we met up at one. So, you know, if you wanted to get up early and go do your shopping, you could say, I'm done with that, have lunch and then come out and fly the remainder of the afternoon and relax for a bit. Yeah, that's a great idea. I like it. We should, we should, if you don't mind us taking that, I like that idea. Like, yeah, we might have to go with that. I like it. Yeah. We got Black Fly Days all over the nation. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll get people, we'll start, a, we'll start a sign up and everybody, we'll start uh, promoting people to different clubs that have a Black Fly Day. I like it. Excellent. Well, hey, well, that was an excellent segue. So, uh, did you happen to grab any good deals, Doug, or you see anything good that you wanted to get uh, well, this particular uh, Black Friday? Uh, yeah, a few things. Um, uh, mainly non-RC stuff, you know. Uh, what? Yeah, a few, few, you know, up, updating the iPad. Got my wife a new iPhone because her other one was, you know, on its last leg. Um, she, uh, I, t- I mentioned to her that I was interested in a camera drone, uh, a real camera drone. When I say real camera drone, one of the DJI products. So I did a little research, right. and um, they've got some pretty. Uh, pretty good Black Friday deal. Yeah, so Mavic, I did buy. Or, I bought a Spark. Pretty, yeah. Oh, Spark. That's a good one too. Yeah, but she's going to wrap it and give it to me. So that's how that works, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I that's a good her, way to do it. You know, and she's like, "Well, can I can I get it for you? you? You know, do you have to buy everything yourself?" I'm like, "No." So I like had this thing in my cart, you know, for like days, right? Till yesterday, I'm like, "Hey, you know that that uh, that drone's still sitting in my cart. You want me to just leave it up for you to like order it for me? Like, click go, you know?" <laughs> like, oh no, just. <laughs> I'm beyond that. Just go ahead and get it and I'll wrap it. So anyway. Hey, well, you know, I always like that type of, you, there's no doubt about what you wanted. Yeah. You know, cause she, I, well, I got you that sparf you wanted. No spark. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. 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 So everyone gives me a hard time because when it comes to tech stuff, you know, I usually have to be the one that clicks, uh, you know, clicks buy it. Cause you, you know, you know how it is, right? You've researched something, you know what you want. And, uh, so, so talking about tech stuff, I got a gift, uh, a package in the mail the other day, and, and I was surprised to see uh, that it came from Jay. So I got a present from Jay. What? Uh, and I, I, I'm a giving guy. And I opened it up, and it turns out to be a F4, uh, I think it's F411 wing uh, flight controller. From well, hold it up. M- Let's see it. Oh, you, yeah. you won't help your uh, listeners. Yeah, I won't help the listeners, but it's, it's MA Texas. <laughs> it's a flight flight controller uh so i started going online and researching it and it's for uh, an existing setup i already have we have a i have a talent has a camera and uh, all that kind of stuff in it but the flight controller's kind of wimpy i might want to do have it do waypoints and stuff and this flight controller uh will allow those kinds of things to have put a gps on it i think even a buzzer uh for sound or something i'm not exactly sure what that's for I haven't researched everything, but there's a lot of different features on this flight controller, and the thing is super tiny. It's like, I, I, I don't know, 11 by 24 by 48 or something like that uh, uh, millimeters. Very small. It, it looks like to be a great little package, but um, I'm going to put that together, start soldering it together, and try to put that in my uh, talent with, along with my existing gear. Well, I'll swap out my existing gear. So that, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and the... And the reason I got it for him, Doug, was just because um, everybody wants to is getting involved, like you said, in quads, and you know they're they are usually the forefront of making these flight control boards. Well, this one is very specific; it's just for planes. Okay. So it so it's already preloaded with stuff for planes. Whether you're using a wing, 
or you're using a V-tail, or you're using, you know, you have something that has flaps and the whole nine yards, this thing will allow you to hook into it, and it's all pre-programmed, uh, and you have all the benefits of what the quad guys have in the in this package. Like Mike was telling you, could hook up your GPS to it. You could hook up your, uh, your video transmitter to it so that uh, if it has smart audio, and that allows you in your heads-up display that you can go ahead and change the milliwatt, you know, the the milliwatts yeah. on it you could change the channels on it you know whatever that that particular transmitter can do you can you could do it all through your goggles using your transmitter you know as well as you can hook up your uh i have a run cam and you can hook your run, run cam up to it so it has a built-in osd so it can give you all your flight information um you know when you have a gps hooked up to it so it can tell you your ground speed it can tell you you know you can get the little heads up display and see everything of whether you're climbing or diving you know, what your GPS heading's at, uh, whether, you know, the best part about this stuff is, as Mike will probably attest to, when you start flying FPV, you have a tendency to go, hey, what's over that next hill? What's over that next group of trees? And you tend to fly out of the range of your radio. And the nice thing about this is, is it has a return to home. Once you're, if you break the radio link, huh. it'll automatically go into a, a, um, a fail-safe mode. And it, and depending on what you told it, it will probably, it'll climb in altitude. It'll head back to where you are. It'll fly a little circle over you, or you can have it land if you want to. Uh, so you get to tell it what you want it to do, you know, if it, if it loses the radio communication. So it's really cool. So, so what brand of radio are you flying, Mike? Or what um, is it I, interface with all, all different types of radios? Yeah, from, I did some quick searching. Uh, it looks like I can use the smart audio with my FR Sky Tyrannus radio, which is what I have a Tyrannus 6D plus. Um, and that's a really good, I like that radio. It's under, it's about 200 bucks. They're still selling it. Um, they've done some upgrades to it. It's a great, as uh, far, far as all radios, you know, the radios I've had and talk, seen people have, I, I like this radio cause it talks, it vibrates, it does programming. You can, it's got like 64 channels or something like that, or 30, maybe it's 32, but it was a lot. It's a lot of channels, pretty extensible. Um, but, it isn't really like the first guy's RC radio from my view. Right. Now, the X7 and some of the other ones might be better suited for that. But this particular one, it's it's just you. It's a, got a high learning curve. So I liked having my uh, Spectrum transmitters as my first radio because, you know, they, they kept made it easy for me to, to get flying right away. But after I was I started getting into six, six channels and more, I was like, oh, I definitely need a Tyrannus, and um, and I could do things like it only talks to me about how high my plane is after 90 meters, and so I don't hear it saying, you know, 10 meters, 20 meters, 30. It just gets to 90 meters and then starts talking to me, and so I can change based on different parameters what it's doing and how it does. It's really pretty cool, uh, and you can do some of those things with the Spectrum too. I'm not trying to downplay those uh, radios. I just I just like the control I have with this. I, yeah. I, I, I've compared this transmitter to like the difference between an Apple iPhone and an Android phone. You know, with the Apple phone, it's pretty much a toaster. You know, you plug it in, it works pretty much how you'd expect it to, you know, it's, but it's very controlled and, you know, changing it is, you know, somewhat hard, but with the Android phones, it's not, uh, necessarily as intuitive, although they've gotten a lot better as time gone by. Um, I feel like I have more control with my the Android phones than I do with the iPhones. Anyway, that's that's what I fly. Yeah, and I fly Spectrum, so it the controller doesn't really care what kind right. of radio you have. 
Um, it does care, I guess, more about your, well, I guess it does because depending on whether like, uh, spectrum, um, can use uh, a little PPM or PWM, you know, for their, uh, for their signal where Mike's radio can use an S bus, um, or PPM. Um, and depending on how you want it to come into the controller, because uh, the controller has uh, channels, so it, it so depending on there's the uh, the F F four hundred five and then the four eleven which we're talking about. The four eleven is the little brother of the F O five. The left the F uh, the F four hundred five has, I want to say um, like eleven channels input channels okay. that that can bring in stuff like the GPS, the video, and you can assign them. So depending on so depending on what your what radio you're using, it's already like hardwired to say, okay, I have to use these these channels. I have to use if you're using PPM. These channels I have to use if you're using S bus. So that's your only that's your only default or or or. Uh, so it up. is that so? I have a DX9, so I fly Spectrum, and uh, yeah, I, earlier this year I had a, one of those Q7s that I bought off of one of our club members. Mm-hmm. I uh, messed around with it a little bit, but I just decided I'm not mixing, uh, mixing mode equipment it's too much. I don't, you know, <laughs> so I just sold it and staying with spectrum. But with regard to spectrum, do you need to be flying with one of the serial receivers then to use this flight control? Right. So, um, there's, there's a couple of ways you can do it. Um, you can use just a regular, um, spectrum receiver, but that limits how many channels okay. you're going to have. If you get one of the spectrum receivers that can actually output the PPM, then that opens up what you can do. Now, those particular receivers are, if you get them from spectrum, are rather expensive. But if you get an orange receiver or a lemon receiver, you can get those with PPM or S bus. For twenty bucks at Hobby King right now, you can get an S bus receiver for around twenty dollars. You know, it it doesn't have to be. The great part about having S bus is you only have to get a six channel, and the six channels only referring to the PWM outputs. the The amount of channels depends on your radio. So if you have a Spectrum Nine, then you get nine okay. channels. If you have a six, you know, if you have a, a six I or something, six channels. If you have a, you know, a eighteen, well, then you have twenty channels. It it just goes with how whatever whatever channels you have in your radio is what the receivers okay. able to do. So the orange receivers for that, they definitely have a leg up because they allow you to use the S okay. bus. Um, but for the for the lemons and the other oranges, or for the spectrums uh, that have PPM, um, that's where it has a certain. For this particular one, you have a certain place you have to plug it plug it in, or you could use the satellites. You know the little yep. satellites that that come off of the receivers. You can you can use those as well, and they just they can hook up into a little small port. Okay. And provide the okay. same thing, so it's, it's pretty yeah. versatile. Well, that's neat. So I'd so be uh, be curious to hear about the adventures of getting that set up, Mike. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, it sounds like it's going to segue into a uh, probably a podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know if anybody <laughs> want to be bored with all the details of that, but certainly we'd like to talk about how it worked out or whatever. And um, you know, we, I'm certainly willing to share whatever I run into, but. Well, I went so looking... does it does it have like artificial horizon that shows like whether your wings are level and stuff and okay yes. so is there latency with that because I was talking I've got a wing that I 
sometimes have FPV, sometimes I don't. Well, this this week I set it back up with FPV. I was talking to somebody about a flight controller, you know, with uh, artificial horizon, but they were saying that it, the, the lag is kind of where it's out of sync with really, you know, you can't, it's hard to do it real time to, to get that feedback. Is that been your experience or no? I don't know about this controller because I haven't flown okay. it yet. Um, from some of the other things that I have flown, I haven't experienced real lag. But that's a loaded question because it depends on a yeah. lot of things. It depends on how you hooked up your video transmitter. It, it depends on what kind of camera you have. If you have a camera that has a lot of latency in it, then that's gonna it's gonna reflect on what you get transmitted back. You know, so if if, if the camera's slowing you down and giving you a latency that's where you could get out of sync with what's going on with your horizon, right? It may be reporting correctly, but by the time it gets through your camera and gets back to you, then you're off, like you said, a half a second or a you know, quarter of a millisecond right. or whatever it is. So um, it, it depends on the equipment. So I, I can't say that this one will make it faster or slower. It, it, it's a depends. It depends on how what all your okay. equipment, what all equipment yep. that you have hooked up. So. But normally for planes, it it, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter with quads when you're low to the ground and zipping around things. It matters more if you're cruising along in a plane, just looking out the window, you know, panning around with your camera. It's not as bad because once again, the latency shouldn't be that much of a problem because you can make corrections mm-hmm. and and you know not run into any trouble. The closer to the ground you get, or you're trying to zip between two trees, you know, or and if you have a little bit of latency, yeah, that might yep. be a problem. Yep. But we got we definitely have to do a show there, Mike. Oh, okay. We already have one uh, one person. Well, that's a good one right. for a Christmas list because I, I would say I was uh, you know kind of interested in some of the like the pre-made quads, but I don't know that I'm ready to get a race quad because I'm not sure I want to do quads. I right. Well, this one, like I said, planes only, and then it's just you have to pick what plane you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I think I would. I'd probably put it on my wing because I'm familiar with how, the flight characteristics of that. Uh, I've tried a few, couple other fixed wing aircraft in the park. Uh, some of them were a bit, bit uh, fast. I think there was the Spectrum, uh, the two-cell F-27, I think, the, like wing. Yeah. That, that's it's a, a pusher. Thing. It's got the camera in the nose. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice, but it was a little quick in the park, and I, I didn't feel comfortable flying it uh, FPV just because it was a little, a little, even as small as it is, it's a little fast. And I, yeah. then the other thing that bothered me was the fisheye. You got kind of the fisheye in the lens. Sure. Right. And once again, that depends on the yeah. camera and what camera you get. So, you know, one of the things I like about, uh, if there's anything I like about FPV that stands out is the, is the, uh, the fact that it's really kind of technical in nature. And I like fooling around with that sort of stuff. Although Jay can attest that sometimes it can be pretty frustrating because you're working on something or you buy something and then you realize there's one piece of data you needed before you hit the, purchase button on something and you just didn't quite get the right piece or whatever so you end up having to buy something else and so i i find that a little frustrating and in getting into this stuff but at the same time i got buddies like jay who who's uh, made mistakes before me or i go to rc groups or you know just spend some time a good amount of time studying before i go purchase stuff to go fix it like this particular one has so many features that i'm really going to have to look into what I need and make sure I have all the pieces, the right pieces. And I think I already have what I need based on what I've read so far, but I just don't know. So, but it, that's the fun for me. That's right. the fun. My good it. friend, Jim, he got the big brother of this, the uh, F uh, 405. Um, 
for for what he wanted to do. You know, and like I said, you know, there's no there's no wrong or right answer in that. The nice part is we both have the same series, so if we have like he has questions or I have questions about what he did for hooking things up, you know, I ask him and talk to him about what his board does. Now, the nice part about his board, or this one, you have to be a little bit um, what's the word I'm looking for familiar with soldering because there's a few places to stick like header pins into just a few <laughs> the other ones you're actually you're actually soldering onto the actual board they don't give you a header pin for that where the big brother the 405 had they're all you you place all the header pins on there and then you can just use regular servo you know connectors okay. or whatever you want um and it's not as bad you know in the sense um how how figure things out because in this one really you might have to be splicing some wires cutting some wires off soldering them directly to the board you know it doesn't look as nice or maybe a little bit more intimidating um but it was perfect for this you know for my particular project because like i said i was putting in a wing i didn't want to take up too much room the board is tiny as you you saw in mike's uh on his video feed it it, it was perfect for me where, you know, like I said, the 405 might be, you know, more for you. It's just that it takes up just a little bit more right. real estate. And once again, and it's small compared to some of my flight controller boards from a few years ago. This thing has a ton of features more. You know, and like I said, I just learned about the smart audio and the smart video. That's new to yeah. me. So it's just awesome. Yeah. Lots of fun stuff. Yep. And the cost was right. I, I mean, I think this thing only cost me 35 bucks or so. You know, so you can't beat yeah. that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I think uh, I think you know this time of year when you're thinking about getting something for your hobby, it's it's uh, you know it's about perhaps thinking about well, what do I want to do with my hobby over the next year, say? And maybe you want to get into FPV or you want to get into whether that's a quad or whether that's a fixed wing. Then maybe you want to experiment with flight controllers. You know, it's something that can kind of keep your mind uh, engaged and you can you can build on it, right? Because you're always learning something, going through mm-hmm. the process right. of uh, piecing it together and. Uh, Mike, you mentioned one thing about about this that caused me to remember. So when I had my nephew out in the park um, last Christmas or last year when they were here for Thanksgiving, I, we took him to the hobby shop and I said, okay, pick out pick out some things that you want. And he needed some things for his quad. So we got him a nice, uh, <clears throat> he, his, he had a particular quad that didn't have a lot of room for like a, the antenna was kind of awkward in there. And the hobby shop had these very nice little luminaire they're almost like a button, look like a thimble. Right. Um, yeah. So circular polarized, and it just kind of fit right on the back of the, the what is it, SMA connectors or whatever for the uh, for the uh, for the video. And it was great. Well, he had that same quad out this year, and he was he was complaining as he was test flying it kind of around the field. And he was saying, "Oh, the video keeps cutting out." And then I noticed that on his uh, on his goggles, you know, he had a monopole antenna. So he had a circular polarized antenna on his quad <laughs> and then a monopole. Yeah. And uh, one of the other guys that was out there had some extra antennas. And uh, he said, oh, well, you're, you're like missing out half the, half the transmission, you know. So he replaced his monopole with a circular polarized. So now they're matched. And he was he was zooming all around the park with no issue. So it's little things like that that can, uh, you know, if you're not careful when you're buying things, you'll miss something. And then your experience will be compromised so yeah that was one thing that when i right, first got the right. talent with the camera and stuff like that um i was kind of going through and i found some people had bought a bunch of stuff and they talked about the the, the one the one that you're talking about i call them mushroom antennas um i played with a bunch of different configurations and it was amazing 
uh, how if you had two different antennas, one that was out of phase, well, then all the picture would be no color or be kind of funny. Or if you didn't have enough power, like if I was set to, you know, uh, 25 milliwatts and I was too far away, then it would change the way that it looked uh, or, you know, just different things. And it right. was really amazing how many different possibilities or problems you could create for yourself just by not understanding that stuff. And it, it, and if and even on the web, there's a lot of information out there, but it's not always clear. You know, like I had J to bounce off of. So for me, it was easier to learn and I actually work in an environment where I can talk to guys about radio gear and how you know how that stuff works and so um i was able to work that stuff out to my advantage but i don't think that's true for everybody like you because you could buy a, an antenna and it would be cheap or it might be expensive and it still not work very well because you didn't do something right or you didn't think about it the right way or whatever or, or there's something mismatched and so you, there's so many components there's so many pieces of data that you have to look at and understand before you can make a good choice yeah. Um, so I'm not trying to scare anybody away, but at the same time, there's a lot of thinking that needs to be done. You can't, you can't really just go buy stuff for people. It doesn't seem like it's that easy. So uh, what other uh, stocking stuffers can you guys think of that uh, you'd probably need? Or so want? I know we talked about this last year, but I'm going to say it again. That TS-100, uh, it's a soldering iron. If you don't have one, uh, Doug, I recommend that you try to find one and get get one in your stocking because – that thing is so awesome, and get the. I got the power supply. I, you can you can hook it up to battery, and that's cool. But for for flight operations out on the field, but um, I got the one with the power supply. Uh, it was reasonably priced, and mat the power supply matched the unit, yep. and that was that's that's a good choice right there. Um, that's one of my favorite uh, other choices uh, for doing that, and of course, that would imply that you have all the soldering pieces that go along with it, like solder wick or uh or uh jay's showing his ts100 right now on the video feed okay um and uh you know you might want to have a table or the like i also bought um a magnifying glass that had a light so my my magnifying setup actually has a light now so when i'm working um i don't have to have good light sources from outside the space it, it just works right from where i'm at and my particular version which was like 13 bucks but uh it has a battery too so i can run that on a battery and not have power if I don't need it um, for that too. So I could use that in the field as well. So there's always yeah, well, good stuff uh, like that. Yeah. Your, your, your comment about lighting reminded me that uh, I haven't seen them this year, but last year, and this is something to check out. Dollar tree had um, these uh, little led desk lamps, the little gooseneck and uh, Oh, okay. Uh, you know, they could provide pretty good for, for spotlight. So a small project, you wanted like direct light, like right on what you're working on. Like if you're, you're doing soldering or you're doing some, I don't know, whatever, just kind of work on your workbench. You need a light source like right there. This uh, was kind of amazing for, for a buck. <laughs> I, I went in and harvested a bunch of them. I've still got a few. We're going to give them away to club members. But, uh, That's a good idea. Uh, yeah, it was a good little desk lamp, uh, you know, branded under, I think, Sunbeam, the Sunbeam brand. But um yeah, it's a little LED desk lamp. Yeah, but th those are exactly the things that you know that I'm talking about that most uh, hobbyists can use. You know, not just for RC stuff, but just you know all sorts of little things. Uh, Mike, you were making me uh, think of something else. Um, a flux pen. A flux. Uh, oh, so flux this pen. year, yeah, right. uh, Arizona Mike turned me on to these little flux pens. So I have a big old I have jelly thing. That looks like like Vaseline jelly of flux. Right. 
And it's just, you know, depending on the day, sometimes it's hard because it's cold out. Now it's like liquidy because it's, you know, whatever. It's always been a pain to kind of put, like, say, uh, that control board I was just talking about. You know, I just need to, I need to find just a dollop right in this one particular place. And I'm trying to smear that stuff on there. Well, I just got this flex pen and it looks like a regular pen and uh has like a little like marker uh, like magic marker tip you know that style of a tip and you just push it down wherever you want to put you need just a spot of flux and so for these small projects it's perfect you don't have to flex the whole board right. you know if you're just trying to do this little pad and it's cheap too it's like two dollars so um you can get them from banggood or or off of ebay uh, it's just another little you know stocking stuffer that's just it, after you use one, I'm like, why, why, man, am I dumb? How, how's I've gone all these years and I've never discovered this thing. Yeah, so, uh, speaking of Mike, cool. too, you remind me of, uh, I think he bought one of those Lane's Plains caddies. And he seemed, he really liked those. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. a wood drawer or whatever. It was sort of a, a plywood laser cut um, drawer, you know, little, con- I don't know, container thing. It was pretty kind of cool, too. He, I like that thing a lot. Yeah, I actually have one of those. Um, it, it's little. It, it's not the. It's not the one with the drawers in it, but it's got just the little spool where you put your solder on there, and you can have the you know come out to, for on your desk. Um, exactly. So, so Jay, on the flux pen now, did you? You know, there's different types of those. Some of those you have to clean the flux after you use it. Are you? Because because I, I got introduced to flux pens at a ham ham convention. Guys were using. <laughs> I'd never seen a flux pen, so that they were using the flux pen. I'm like, well. I always thought the rosin and the solder was all you needed. Well, I guess for circuit boards and things, that's they use these pens, right? But there's yeah. there's uh, some types of those that uh, leave a residue that supposedly you're supposed to clean off before you like, you know, button everything up, or it'll corrode. Um. Well, it's just a good. It's actually it's just a good habit that after whatever you're working on to take a little alcohol and just smear okay. it over and just take all that stuff off, uh, whatever you're working on. Uh, but yeah, it does do that. Some can be corrosive, um, you know, over time. Um, and of course it's going to be at the most inopportune time that you're flying. That's going right. to happen. But, uh, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a good practice that whatever you're working on, uh, a little rubbing alcohol, just wipe down the board, uh, take off all the residue, take off whatever, you know, little shenanigans you have on your stuff and uh, you should be fine. Uh, so that corrosion idea made me think of one other thing that's one of my favorite things I've found is corrosion X. What's that? Corrosion X. Oh, uh, you know, for the, for the, ex, uh, for the uh, escapes and stuff. Yeah, for the ESCs and for electronics, yeah. not for servos, but but for the uh, – the, it could be the electronic part of the servo, but you don't want to spray it on the servo itself. It's not good for that. Um, and uh, that, that stuff works great. That is awesome because it keeps your stuff basically dry, if you will doesn't keep it dry, but it just keeps it from getting fried by water. And so that's good stuff yeah, right there. Exactly. Corrosion X. It creates a nice little barrier to water, yeah. and it will keep your uh, stuff from shorting out. Yeah, thank, thank, thank the heavens that we had to use that for a lot of our float plants. Yeah. Or we would, have, we would have gone through a lot of controllers if we hadn't. Yep. Hey, so I, I stumbled across another thing. Um, I was talking to Arizona, uh, Arizona Mike, and uh, he was talking about um, – now, some of the guys had a problem where uh, they were using a hot glue gun. And for Arizona Mike, uh, a glue gun's kind of a, a bad idea because uh, he lives in Arizona. It gets to be 120, you know, on an average day. So, yeah, glue guns aren't the smartest thing to use for, for, for <laughs> right. certain applications. But it, it Mike was uh, 
uh, AK Mike was making me think about he went to the Flight Fest here in Texas just uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they were building everything, and I kind of stumbled across this device, and it's by uh, Arobi, you know, uh, and they have a, a cordless glue gun. So if you have a drill, any Arobi uh, cordless drills or anything, and you have the power packs, you just hook this thing up to this glue gun, heats it up in seconds, and depending on the size of the battery, you know, they have like the 200 milliamp and the 4,000 milliamp battery, 18-volt batteries. Um, it can last anywhere from like an hour, 40 minutes, or 45 minutes to an hour to almost up to three hours, wow. you know, on this thing. So you can sit there and glue with. That's kind of And cool. I was just thinking about, you know, you're out at the field, you're out at your building, or you're, like, sit out at Flight Fest and have this thing. It's awesome. And the best thing I, I saw, I saw it's under 30 bucks. <laughs> I huh. saw it like at the uh, Home Depot for twenty five dollars. Wow! So if you have any of those batteries, just slap this thing in and off you go. Yeah, I made a little list of uh, some things I was thinking about. Um, glue gun was one, but actually it was the uh, AdTech Pro, the two hundred. I, I got one of those. Uh, oh, what, what's the, what's what's up about that? Um, it's one of the ones that the flight test guys recommend if you do a lot of building and have like long beads of glue to do because it'll. I'm not sure what it's rated at in terms of volume of glue that it can put out, but it can throw out the glue, and it doesn't. Oh, right, because we've all had where you start gluing, and then it stops, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. I need to so, do another six um, inches. But it's, uh, it's a beast, and it and it's only has one temperature, which is hot, and I mean hot. <laughs> <laughs> Lava hot, nuclear yeah. hot. Um, but, you know, again, it uh, – you know, this time of year, oh, actually, you know, you know, one way to keep your list uh, for your uh, your loved ones or your significant other to, if they want to pick up some RC-related stocking stuffers is to, you know, do, use your little Amazon shopping list, right? And uh, just put stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. they can secretly go in and just pick from that list. That'll be one way to do it. Um, a few years ago, another thing I uh, kind of invested in as far as bench tools, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the brand Wea. They're out of Germany. They make uh, Not me. Oh, for screwdrivers and things. Stuff. A lot of uh, people that do electronics work use them, use those. They have some ones that are uh, ESD um, certified, so they don't, you know, they're they're safe to be working around uh, sensitive electronics. There you go on that flight control yeah. board. But um, yeah, like uh, there's a uh, I got an eight piece set with a pouch, so it has four uh, you know slot slot head screwdrivers and four Phillips head. Um, and when I was you know, I, I, had, I, I had seen this brand, or I had seen the uh, style of screwdrivers, and if you see a picture of these, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about in terms of how they work. But they've got like a a little uh, a, a, the end on it where the handle is kind of pivot, so you can kind of like twist it, like resting in your palm, and then twist it with your fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty nice. What sold me on in terms of spending a little more money on this Wea brand was uh, somebody was describing that that you know. Usually the difficulty with stripping out a screw is the is the, really the quality of the of the bit head that's actually in the screw, not the screw. And you know these uh, these heads on these screwdrivers are like they're I don't know what the process is, but they're hardened in a particular way where they're very durable and they're very exact, so they fit the screw. You know, and, uh, so it, huh. it it minimizes your chance of uh, basically stripping a head out on a screw. We all know how frustrating that is, but. Um, yeah, no, exactly. Hey, so uh, what about uh, planes? If you guys had to get any planes uh, for Christmas, what would you want? Hmm. Go ahead, Mike. If I wanted, well, if I wanted a plane, I mean, because I'm still working on the ones that Jeff gave me. Uh, if I wanted a plane, I would, uh, I think that 
um, I like warplanes, and I like the ones that have the um, the retractable gear and stuff. I just, for me, that's just I, I, there's there's something there's some in some place in my heart that says this is really cool. So I like that kind of stuff. I don't I don't have a particular plane that I would pick though. Uh, I I will always forever like the North Star slash Dragonfly slash whatever thousands of different versions of that plane there are out there because I like the rear mounted propeller. Um, I'm a pusher type of guy, right? I like that kind of stuff. And the Bixler, that's a good, another good plane. I, I, every time I'll, I'll be talking about those because I just like that style of plane. Well, funny you should mention that about the, the Warbirds. Tower Hobby, uh, Hobbies, they have a uh, their own brand of Warbirds. And recently they had a uh, P-51 Mustang, and it's in the Berlin motif. Um, the great part about it has retractable uh, landing gear, uh, you know, decent size i think i want to say it's like 45 or 50 inches or so uh the best part is it runs about 109 dollars but uh, tower hobbies has been having um like every other month they've been taking like 20 or 30 dollars off of it wow so i want to say the last time i looked at them if you use their like uh you know tower hobbies is always having a code ten dollars off fifteen dollars off so if you take the 15 or ten dollars off plus they have like free shipping right now I want to say you can get this bird for like $85 right now. And they have everything from, um, they just don't have the P-51 Mustang. They have everything from like, you know, P-47. uh, They have a couple of German, like uh, a couple of German Messerschmitt. They have uh, just a, a, I want to say there's like eight birds, eight different war birds that they have. um, uh, I've got it up here. Tower Hobbies, P-51 Mustang, Silver, EP, RXR, 40 inch. Is that the one? Yeah, I think that that sounds about yeah, right. It's right now it's 119. Yeah. yeah. So that they so they have like uh I want to say there should be there's the Berlin Express, the Shangri-La, they have a Corsair, a Hellcat, Silver P51, a Miss America, a Red Racer, and I I think there's a a, a Messerschmitt in there too. Yeah, and it's 40 40 inches. Um, and like I said, it seems like it changes weekly or yeah. you know, at least within the month that they knock off like 20 bucks off the bird plus like i said with the free shipping and if you have a code of 10 or 15 dollar you know off coupon or something yeah knocks the price right down you know so basically you get that warbird for oh here yeah here it is the shangri-la i see it now i I just did a search on p51 so i see it yeah we got a black friday special on that there you go well hey here's a great one i i I don't um i actually ordered one of these as a as a secret santa um for someone uh this is a it looks like they're temporary unavailable, but it's a tower. It's a Force RC Air Airbatics, 1.4 meter EP uh, PNP for 100 bucks. Oh, okay. It's a tail dragger. Looks sweet. I mean, I bought one for myself, but I've got too many planes right now. I need to bend the herd. <laughs> Looks sweet. What? What did I? I did my ear? I don't think my mics or my earphones are working right. Uh, you, you have too many. Well, planes? yeah, you can never have too many planes. But <laughs> can you see in the background? Yeah, my well, right okay, there? so I don't have enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that's a better. That's better. I don't have enough. Well, he's about to mute you. Does I bought a lot of uh, non RC related things on Black Friday. And I'm like, well, I, I, you know, and then I bought that camera drone. Right. Well, my wife did. Right. Um, but this Force RC thing, I'm like, you know, I, I needed to get a Secret Santa gift, and it's like, well, that's a hundred bucks. So I mean, it was like, you know, pretty good deal. Um, I hope the person likes it, um, but it seemed to fit what they were asking for. So 
You know, uh, one of the planes, uh, if I didn't already have fly zone beavers, uh, I would be interested in the, uh, the turbo beaver that the horizon just came out with. Uh, yeah. Very nice one. Okay. Wait. Um, I don't think there's a kit for this, but I saw something the other day. Um, Jay and his, uh, wisdom sends me videos every once in a while. And he sent me this, uh, Messerschmitt ME163 that a guy made. Basically, it's he made it a twin Messerschmitt. So he took two Messerschmitt models, he cut them in such a way that he could join them back up. So you basically have two bodies, uh, and then it had some kind of a T-tail to it that he made. And this is all from existing gear that came from, from what I could tell. I did, I did, he had a build video, but I hadn't seen it yet. It looked awesome, and I what I really wanted to see was him using the um, rockets too. But he just flew it around. That would have been cool to have dual rockets launch at the same time. I don't. I, don't, I think that's probably why he didn't use it though, because I don't think he'd be able to get them to launch at the same exact time. And so you'd get a torquing motion going on or something while it was flying. But anyway, uh, that that would be a plane I would I would probably buy for myself if I could get it in a kit. Well, that's just the whole point. The guy just kind of stuck stuck the two planes yeah. together. So it was awesome kit there. You made a pretty good video, too. I, I really enjoyed it. So, Doug, I've looked on the wall, and my gosh, our time is zipped by again, my friend. Once again, uh, would you like to put in a plug for your for your club and a uh, little shout-out to anybody? Uh, well, I'll give a shout-out to my uh, fellow Skyhawk members, uh, the Holly Springs Skyhawks, and also... Uh, yeah, I don't think... I think you need to say it's Skyhawks! <laughs> Yeah, next time that I'm on, I'll have that down. I, I promise. I'll, uh, I'm going to check out YouTube and watch these things get caught up on this. Somehow I missed this series when I was five. Uh, <laughs> now that I'm much older than that, I will I will re- relearn what I've missed in my childhood. Yeah, I want to give a, a, a thanks to the guys at uh, Hangar 18 Hobbies. Um, I spent some time in there this weekend to ask them, you know, what was selling, what was hot. Um is uh, they seem like they're doing a pretty good business, and uh, it's good that folks are out supporting the local hobby shops. Absolutely, because uh, that's one of the things I was going to say. Uh, as for sales uh, overall, you know, for looking for super bargains, they were kind of lacking this year. I don't know if you guys noticed. I, you know, like I said, I went out and looked. You know, like usually Hobby King is where I normally look. They usually have a big sale about this time of year, but even their sale this year is kind of lacking, and unfortunately, there weren't any really good sales in fact the only good sale that we got was from a uh, place that was going out of business unfortunately mm. so i'm glad to hear that your 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 store is going good and strong but uh that's that was the only store that i saw and i think it's called experience rc uh, unfortunately and they were going out of business um other than that there it's really been kind of lacking yeah uh, for really good sales yeah did you find anything mike oh no not really all right well listen guys unfortunately like i said our times our time's up Doug, thank you very much for coming out and, you know, lending an ear and giving us some good stories. As always, we, we always have a good time when you, we have you on. Like you said, we've, we've, we've increased our budget so we could have you on the awesome. show more. Yeah, so, you know, hey. royalty checks are pouring in. <laughs> That's right. I don't know what to do with all the money and, and family. No, we're going we to pave the, we're going to pave the runway in the park. There you go. There you go. I like that. Well, uh, you know, um, Doug, Doug's uh, club has this really cool, uh, you know, announcement thing that you found, Jay. I'm kind of feeling jealous. I'm going to have to talk to the Richardson Club here and see what we can do about competing properly on, uh, you know, uh, you know, 
Oh, well, hey, well, we always like to have a little bit of yeah. uh, rivalry. So we'll, we'll have to see what I can come up with. Maybe maybe they can do something, you know, a little bit, just like take step it up just a little bit. Offer some challenge. Well, we'll have to, we'll have, to have them on and, and uh, see what they can do then. Well, once again, Doug, thank you very much for, for coming out and, and spending your time with us before Christmas. Uh, we greatly appreciate it, as always. Um, and also to our viewers, hey, you can hear us on iTunes, uh, catch us on Spotify, uh, and, of course, go to our Facebook page and look us up. We, we greatly appreciate it. From Jay from the Hills of Texas. A.K. Mike in Texas. And N.C. Doug. <laughs> nice. Good one. N.C. Doug. I like it. We'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.